on this episode, learn how this is a time when God will show himself for who he really is and how you can take your gift to the world and fulfill your purpose as God finances your assignment. Stay tuned. Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to again talk about purpose. What is your purpose? Why are you here on planet Earth at this time? A time that God will show the world who he really is in power, in glory, and in how much he loves mankind. Don't let the darkness you see deceive you. It's all the devil's doing because he knows his time is short. God's answer will be power on his people like never before. And we, his people, are going into every sphere of life to dominate in our area of gifting, whether it be music, the arts, medicine, politics, business, and so forth. And God will turn up his power on us. And one of the first things he will do is transfer wealth into our hands so we can be a blessing to our families and the people of the world. God's purpose in this hour is to find those that will believe him and empower them to do what is impossible. They will stand out as the blessed of God and dominate in their area of gifting. If you go back to the beginning in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, God says, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion on earth. Not dominion over people, but dominion over the one who is bringing all this darkness we see in the world. Anything that is stealing, killing, and destroying is not of God, it's of Satan. And God has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven to put Satan in his place. Listen to this passage where Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? I'm in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? I'm going to stop for a minute. You know, I've said and previous episodes that Jesus referred to himself all the time as the son of man. And the reason he did that is so that we understand that the works that he did, we can do also. And here you just heard, he referred to himself as the son of man. I'm going to continue at verse 14. And they said, some say that you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now notice Peter called him the son of the living God because he was that too. 
And we're going to see that Jesus is not going to deny that. Verse 17, and Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter and on, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I want you to notice here that it says that the gates of hell will not prevail. Notice that Satan and his kingdom is not on the offense. They're on the defense. Why is he defending? Because that which he's trying to stop us from getting no longer belongs to him. It belongs to Christ. And we are to go into those gates. How do we get there? Listen to the key. Verse 19. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus gave us the keys to bind the enemy and to loose the angels. We have it. Notice that we have the ability to put heaven to work on earth on our behalf. You heard Jesus say that on this rock, what's the rock he's talking about? The rock of revelational knowledge that comes from heaven. See, that was revealed to Peter by God. And he's saying upon this rock, this revelation is why the gates of hell will not prevail. So when we get the revelation that Jesus has given to us the keys of heaven to bind our enemy Satan over our lives and our loved ones, and the keys to loose the angels to go to work and bring us what we desire, the world then will see God's people like they've never seen before. And you can get in on this by following God and letting him lead you into your purpose. But the starting place is to seek God in prayer and in his word. Listen to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, the previous verse talked about clothing and shelter and different things that man has need of. And Jesus is saying that if you seek first the kingdom, all these things, everything that you have need of will be added to you. And as you seek him, he will begin to reveal to you his purpose. This is where I started. When I first received the Lord, he put a desire in me to play professional baseball. And he led me to this scripture and told me that if I will begin to seek him daily, he would add baseball to my life. And he did. I was drafted by the Los Angeles Dodgers the very next year. And as I continued to seek him, he opened one door after another door after another door. God wants to give you the desires of your heart that are good. And if you're not sure it's good for you, he'll reveal that too. Listen to Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now notice. It's God working in you both to will to do and to do what you will to do. He wants to be a God to you and do what you could not do without him. What an advantage we have over people who don't know God. You should stand out in your gift 
because you have God helping you. But it's not automatic. God is looking for the currency of faith from you and expectation that he will be a God to you. Listen to Psalms verse 57, verse two. This is David talking. And here's what David says in verse two of Psalm 57. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performs all things for me. David said that he'll cry out to the God who performs all things for him. David expected God to perform in his life, and God did. He will do the same for you. As I said on the last episode, he took David from a shepherd boy to king over his people. There is no limit to how high God can take you, but you have to expect God to perform for you. He's not looking for you to perform. He wants to perform and show the people that he is in your life. As you seek God, he will begin to work on your attitude. You know, when I raised my kids, I taught them that attitude was everything. You know, the place that we can see this is with the lion. The lion is not the tallest animal in the jungle. He's not the biggest. He's not the heaviest. He's not the smartest. But he's the king of the jungle. Why? Attitude. He believes he's the king, and he is. See, your belief system will affect your attitude. Before David became king, there was a giant who was challenging God's people to come out and fight him. But all the people of God were afraid. David comes up as a teenager to bring his brother some food. And he hears the giant talking trash and says, pretty much, why are you afraid of this guy? Don't we have God with us? And he talked the king into letting him go fight the giant. When the giant saw David, he's like, they're sending a kid out to fight me. So the giant starts talking trash to David. David lets him talk and then says, I'm about to take your head off. And he does, killing the giant. What was the difference with David? Attitude. David's attitude was, I'm going to defeat you because God is with me. When we develop this attitude, we go into sports, medicine, business, and wherever, and we dominate. Drawing closer to God will enable you to develop an attitude like this. And when you have this kind of attitude, you don't quit when you have your first setback, nor your second, nor your third, and so forth. You have a relentless attitude that will not quit until you win. I had a pastor who had this attitude. He said all the time, we keep playing the game until I win. If it gets dark, we turn on the lights and we keep playing until I win. This is the attitude it takes to fulfill your purpose. Listen to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 9. This is the mind that we're told to have. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, think about this. I've been saying that we are to do the works of Christ. Well, Jesus, it's telling us right here that we are to have the same mind that Jesus had. What kind of mind did he have? Listen to this. Verse 6 who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal or to be one with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now, notice that Jesus was exalted by having this mind. 
So that's telling me that if we'll have this mind to be equal with God and we'll stay humble at the same time under the mighty hand of God, that God will elevate us. God will promote us. Now, what happens in your life when you have the mindset you are one with God? Who can defeat you with this mindset? But it takes time to develop this mindset. This is why meditating in God's word is important. Listen to Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And in his word does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Now, you know, a tree planted by rivers of water is going gonna, is gonna to blossom. Well, he's telling us that if we'll meditate in the day, word day and night, this is what's going to happen to us. It says whatever the man who meditates in God's word does will prosper. You know, I've been able to go into several industries that I knew nothing about before I went in, and I prospered in each one. Why? Because I meditate daily in God's word. What most don't know is that God's word is full of principles that will guarantee your success. In addition, God is working with you to be a God to you and to show others that he is with you. You know, most people who go to church every Sunday don't know this. Let me give you an example. There was a professional baseball player who was an atheist. The Christian baseball players on his team kept trying to talk to him about becoming a believer in Christ, but he wanted nothing to do with God. Finally, to get them off his back, he says, give me your Bible. I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm going to stay in and I'm going to read your Bible. When I'm finished, I'll know if this is true or not. So he did that reading the New Testament. When he was done, he found himself crying because he came to the conclusion that this was true. So he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord, and he came back to these Christian guys and said, this is all that you've done with this God? Everything in this book, prosperity, healing, power, everything that you would desire and want, and this is all that you've done with this God? And he became more radical than the guys who were trying to get him to believe. When you come to know the God of the Bible, you'll begin to expect more, more than just living a life of existence. You'll realize there is a higher purpose for you, a purpose where you can impact the world. Yes, you. You can impact the world with God. And it does not matter how young or old you are. God is looking for willing vessels that will learn of him and begin to believe what he said in his word about them and go for it. Go for the big purpose he has for their life. The Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament Bible, was killing and putting in prison those who believed in Jesus Christ at one point. And then one day, a bright light shined from heaven that blinded him, and he fell to the ground, and he hears a voice. It's Jesus saying to him, why are you persecuting me? Now notice Jesus is taking it personal. He's saying, those that are, you're persecuting that believe in me, it's just like persecuting me. So Jesus told him to get up and to go into the city, and it will be told him what he is to do. 
Then Jesus goes to another man and told him where he could find Paul in the city and to go and pray for him that he'll receive his sight because he was blinded by the light and that he would be a chosen vessel to bear Jesus' name. So the man went and did that. Paul received his sight and the rest is history. He became one of the greatest apostles for Christ. What's the great assignment, the great purpose that God has for you? The assignment for you, the purpose that he has for you is in line with the gift that is already in you. He sent you to earth with a gift already in you. And as you keep drawing closer to God, he will reveal it and he'll empower you to do it. He does not leave you alone to fulfill your purpose. He's with you every step of the way. All you've got to do is seek his face, draw closer to him and will to do the will that he reveals to you. God has a purpose for you that is so big that it cannot happen without his assistance, without his help, without him opening doors and bringing you in contact with people that will assist you to do what he puts you on the planet to do. Jesus is Lord of everything. And as you submit unto him, he'll take you into places and into areas to rule and to reign on earth. And people will know that you have a God with you because things are happening in your life that only a God could do. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you get to know him right now. Say this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. That's it. It's that simple. If you mean what you just prayed, start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself to you. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. I was